idea of reaching your potential is not only unhelpful, but points you in the wrong direction for where to find it. If you really want to reach your potential, you need to stop reaching and start digging. In this episode, I'll share with you the best tips and tools for how to step into your greatest future self. Welcome to the You Are What You Think podcast. I'm Daniel Ludwig, and as a professional coach, I help people live their best lives by becoming more authentic, vulnerable, and honest. My podcasts explore the naked truths about how to get the most out of life by thriving, not just surviving. So join me as we uncover the most essential life hacking tips. In today's podcast, I'll be exploring with you how when it comes to reaching your potential, stop reaching and start digging. I remember when someone told me that I'm not reaching my potential and it left me totally crushed. Sure, it was well-intended, but when a dear friend who was closely watching me explore my newfound life in Berlin after moving here, and yeah, the time was filled with mistakes and new adventures, but that was the point, and when they made that claim... All I felt was pain and shame. I was just starting to build my career and figure out what's really important to me. And this comment left me feeling like what I'm doing was not enough, not important, not on the right track. Contrast that with how a few years later, I was introduced to a group of 30 CEOs by a dear friend and mentor, Sue. An introduction that allowed me to embrace my potential in an instant. I was doing a workshop with them that I'd never done with anyone before. My first job, actually, as a facilitator and a coach. And Sue said to the group, Daniel is a master in embodied leadership. And what he's going to do with us is going to be fabulous. I remember sitting on the side listening to those words. And I could literally feel my trembling fears melt away as they were replaced by confidence and strength that until that moment only Sue was able to see but I wasn't. That introduction not only changed the way I showed up in front of that group, it also opened up so many questions and opportunities for me to explore about my own powers and abilities. So why are there some situations in which we're able to transform in an instant and others where reaching our potential seems a never-ending journey? And what's the role that we and others play in helping us figure this all out? In this podcast, I'm going to share the secrets as I've experienced them of where you need to look to tap into your real potential. Let's start by first defining what is potential. The technical definition says that potential is having or showing the capacity to develop into something in the future. And when we apply that more specifically to human development, it's some sort of sense of the greatest version of you that hasn't yet been realized. Something in the future, a bigger, better version of you that you have yet to fully embrace and become. And maybe it's just me, but often when I hear people talk about potential, it seems to suggest that it's something outside of my current self that I need to become. It's not here within me. It's somewhere out there something I need to reach and grab and move towards. Hence this expression, reaching your potential. 
And when I hear that, I feel discouraged because it feels so far away and well, like a lot of work. But then I notice that there have also been these situations in my life that allow for what can feel like instant access into my potential, almost like I just drop into it. This type of experience feels like the potential that I'm accessing, rather than being something outside of myself that I have to start doing, is actually something within myself that I have to start being. That's definitely how I felt when I got that introduction in front of those CEOs. Like a gate was opened within myself whose key was made of the confidence I'd previously been lacking. That introduction gave me the confidence to open the gate and step through, only to find that by doing so, I immediately stretched and grew into a bigger version of myself. This version of myself, it had been there all along, just waiting for me to start recognizing it. That's why digging inside yourself allows you to discover that everything you're trying to reach is right here, right now. When people talk about reaching your potential, it has less to do with something new you need to learn or acquire and more to do with something you need to let go of in order to access what is already there. Your full potential lies inside you right now. Sure, there might be some learning around new skills or tools that can help, but when we really see someone living their full potential, it isn't because of a new skill they mastered. It's because of a shift in mindset to finally step into their full power. And doing this requires an unlearning of limiting beliefs and habits that stand in our way of accessing that power. The only thing between you and your full potential is you and your willingness to believe in and activate the superpowers that are already within you. In order to reach your full potential, you have to stop reaching and start digging. The magic you are looking for out there is inside you. Perhaps the most cliche example of uncovering potential is the caterpillar turning into a butterfly one. If that caterpillar was asked about reaching her greatest potential, as a caterpillar, she might think about moving faster or eating more or traveling a bit further up the tree or across the grass, all according to some external metric of performance and based on her current but very limited understanding of self, she would have no idea what actually lies within her. If she looked only to outside examples and compared herself to other caterpillars who seemed to have something she didn't, she'd be led astray as well. Any goals she'd like to achieve would be confined to her caterpillar identity. But then something amazing happens. The caterpillar, rather than using inspiration from the outside world, cocoons herself into a full and deep retreat, and then emerges three weeks later as a completely transformed being who can now fly. It's that cocooning into oneself, doing the inner work, that gives you direct access to where your potential lies. Accessing your potential comes from within. Yes, there are external factors that play a catalyzing role, and I'll talk some more in a bit about seeking out the right kind of external experiences to provoke this. But the shift that happens within you, it allows you to unblock and unlock that inner gate into your bigger future self. In order to find the potential within you, you have to first believe 
that it is your own greatness that will make the biggest difference and not something on the outside that you will need to acquire or do. You being more of you. That is how you reach your potential. Otherwise, you're looking for it in the wrong place. But it can be scary to believe we are so great. Marianne Williamson says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Really believing that we have the power scares us because it fills us with the responsibility to make use of it, to live up to its potential. And even before you can use it, you first have to really accept that it's even there and that you are truly enough. And believing that you are enough, just as you are, it's kind of ironic, right? Because when trying to access our potential, doesn't believing that I'm enough stop me from actually changing and growing? I don't think so. On the contrary, trying to be anything other than who we really are is what stops us from accessing our potential. When you start believing that you are enough, you begin to access a real freedom of self-expression that allows you to be more of yourself, more and more and more of you. And that's what living your potential really is. It's you being more of you, your truest, kindest, most talented, creative, resourceful, whole self. And that whole self, rather than becoming something else, that full self has already been there from the moment you were born, visibly experienced by everyone when you were a child. But a lot happens as we grow, we get hurt. We build up layers to protect ourselves, and we start trying to fit into the world. We cloud up, we block our access to that amazing self. And so the journey of accessing our potential is in many ways one of re-accessing it, and then figuring out how to stay connected to it while going through life and the experiences we have as an adult. It's all already there, but in order to access it, you need to stop reaching and start digging. So how do you actually do it, that inner digging? Well, there are so many ways. So I'm going to share five tools with you today, inspired by some great transformation cliches. Yagi Vasudev is quoted as saying, self-transformation is not just about changing yourself. It means shifting to a completely new dimension of experience and perception. I love that quote because it makes me think about how do we actually shift ourselves into a completely new dimension of experience and perception. And I think it happens from doing things for the first time, new things that we don't usually do. When is the last time that you've done something for the first time? It could be small moments or something huge, but these are the moments where we really discover what we're made of and getting through them helps us realize how much actually lies within us. This first tool is about regularly stepping out of your comfort zone and trying new things. The insights about yourself gained through every new experience are like little clues about the greatness that lies within you 
and the untapped talents you may have not even known you possess. I found for myself a brand new experience when I decided to sign up for a bartending course last summer. Now, for some people, this might have been not something crazy, but for me, coming from the background of a coach and facilitator working in corporates, suddenly deciding to do a bartending course felt like something really new. And I remember that actually halfway through, I realized, wow, I had no idea what I was signing up for. This was a whole month of exams and tests and eight hours of classes, and I hadn't been in that kind of intense study mode for years learning new recipes every day, having to play back theory about different spirits and answer tests questions. I mean, this was really stressful for me. And at one point in the middle, juggling all the other things that I had going on in my life, I wanted to quit, but I didn't. And I stuck with it and it opened up a whole new passion and direction for me, something where I discovered the joy and the creativity that comes from bringing people together over cocktails and then having beautiful, deep conversations. It's certainly been a major part of how The Naked Bartender was developed and still is developing. So find something new, at least once a month, that you try out just to shake yourself up and see what happens as a result of stepping out of your comfort zone. Here's another quote. It's not about being perfect. It's about effort. And when you implement that effort into your life every single day, that's where transformation happens. That's how change occurs. Keep going and remember why you started. What I love about this quote is this emphasis on effort because actively engaging with life, that's the effort. And that's how you start to discover what that potential is rather than passively letting life just take you where it goes. So where are you making that effort into daily life, into seeing how you can test and change and develop yourself? And the other part about this quote that I love is that it starts with, it's not about perfect. And that reminds me of the basic intelligence of the difference between fixed mindsets and growth mindsets. Fixed mindsets are focused on perfection, are focused on achievement, are focused on external validation, whereas a growth mindset is focused on the joy of learning, the experience in of itself, and an internal motivation to improve rather than an external seeking of validation. So this second tool is about finding opportunities to do things not because of the end goal or because of how it will be perceived by others, but just for the journey of discovering and trying out something new for yourself. In that, you will rediscover sides of yourself that can exist outside of the realm of external judgment and acceptance. Those sides are your pathways to discovering your full potential. Maybe you can even connect this with the first tool about trying something new and try those new things without caring how good you are at them, just for the fun of doing them. Or maybe you take existing tasks that you're already doing, but see what happens when you reorient the reason why you are doing them to an internal motivator rather than external approval. Here's a third quote from Bernie Siegel. Embrace each challenge in your life as an opportunity for self-transformation. This is where the growth happens. And I remember a workshop that I had with a client where I was really tested to my limits as I coached a group of eight people to slow down a conversation because I could feel how much was not being said in between the lines and that needed to be surfaced. And honestly, this conversation also being in German 
made me sweat because I was scared that it would go wrong. I was scared that by putting my finger on the wound of what I sensed was happening, this client might push back and might even reject what I was trying to do. I was afraid of failure. But realizing through this experience where I actually pushed my finger on the wound and it opened up something so powerful between these two people who were not saying much beforehand and suddenly now really started sharing what's on their minds, having that experience helped me step into something powerful. It had been something I've been working on for months, if not years, which is to feel my own power in these critical moments, facilitating conversations and not hold back because of comparison or doubt or fear. But the only way that I could step into that power was by walking straight into the challenge rising to the challenge. So this third tool is about finding things that are difficult for you and building them into your schedule so you aren't always in your safe space. Specifically looking for things that challenge you, that create that sense of worry or concern, not just new things like in tool one, not just to practice your growth mindset like in tool two, but in this case to do things that you genuinely find hard. Because there's no other way to find out what you're really made of than when you put yourself through a real test. All of this links to another quote from Roy Bennett. He says, it's only after you've stepped outside your comfort zone that you begin to change, grow, and transform. These kinds of real tests, they don't happen when we're sitting under a blanket at home because that's not where the effort is. And that's also not where we can surprise ourselves. Comfort doesn't lead to surprise. Challenge does. And each time we take on and get through something that challenges us, our sense of confidence and strength grows. And that allows us a direct path towards experiencing and understanding more fully who we really are. The last quote that I have is about perhaps one of the biggest blocks to experimentation and knowing our potential, and I already named it a bit before, which is fear. Here's this quote from Soledad O'Brien. I've learned that fear limits you and your vision. It serves as blinders to what may be just a few steps down the road for you. The journey is valuable, but believing in your talents, your abilities, and your self-worth can empower you to walk down an even brighter path, transforming fear into freedom. How great is that? I love this idea of transforming fear into freedom, and I want to share a story with you of where I learned this firsthand. It happened when I realized that getting fired was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Let me take you back to when I worked at an architecture firm, a job that actually I thought was gonna be my dream job until I realized that being in that environment under fluorescent lights for 10 hours a day made me miserable. So much so that I would sometimes escape to the pantry, grab some cookies, sit in a bathroom stall and fall asleep just to pass the time. And I remember also meeting other people in New York with other lives entirely, dancers on cruise ships, people living on farms, and they seemed to all have something I didn't, which was this happiness and love for what they do. Whereas I felt like I just had to accept and work at this job that I pretty much hated. 
And then in 2008, the financial crisis changed everything for me. I remember this March cold morning where my boss called me into his office and he had never had to fire anyone. And this was his first time. And I could tell that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen because I hadn't had projects to work on in months. But as he looked me in the eyes and told me that he had to let me go, I felt like such a failure. I felt the embarrassment, the shame. I felt, wow, I'm not good enough to even stay in this company. And I also noticed fear. I remember this feeling of fear because I'm not someone who saves money. I live month to month. And as I walked back to my desk, I felt this fear of how am I going to survive? How am I going to pay my rent? And then there was also this weird smile that I noticed creeping along the sides of my face. Like, wait a second, what if this is a moment to break free? And over the next two weeks, that was kind of what I juggled between this mix of fear, like I need to find a new job fast, but also this possibility that this could be a moment to change things. And I was kind of in this blind state of juggling back and forth. And I remember ending up in a conversation on the Lower East Side with a friend of mine telling him what I'm thinking about and how worried I am. And he said to me, Daniel, fear doesn't go away. It's not about getting rid of the fear and not having it or waiting until the fear goes away to do something courageous. It's about figuring out what those fears are and maybe even getting comfortable with them and not being defined by them. Courageous acts are courageous by nature because it's people taking action despite fear and not in the absence of it. It's about acknowledging those fears and pushing through them. That's where the transformation happens. And when I listened to that, that blew my mind because in that moment, I suddenly realized what I had to do. I could feel my heart pumping with this excitement. And within a week, I had my rental contracts ended. I had my furniture sold and I had a flight ticket booked to Berlin, to Europe, something I had promised myself five years ago that I want to move to Europe. And I had just totally forgotten about that. It was time to go on an adventure and transform my life with fear alongside me. It was in this moment that my relationship with fear and everything that had been holding me back shifted. And not because I became something new or searched somewhere outside myself, but because I took a good, hard look at what I was afraid of and realized that it was pointing me in a meaningful direction. It allowed me to get into relation with my fear of not having enough money and my fear that I would need to be forever dependent on jobs that don't bring me happiness to realize that I have more choice and autonomy in the situation that I was giving myself credit for. It was in that moment in the cafe that redirected me to stop reaching and start digging. And what I found was a reservoir of strength and courage that I had no idea was there and set me on a course that completely changed my life. So this fourth tool is about taking some time to reflect and write down a list of the things you are afraid of. Ask yourself why those things scare you and dig into the worst case scenarios that you are most afraid of with each of those fears. Often that activity alone already helps me realize that the thing I'm most afraid of either is very unlikely to happen or not even that scary in the first place. 99% of the things we worry about never actually happen. But some of those fears, they still feel very real and maybe you're worried that they will happen. So take those remaining fears and think about what would you do if they happened? 
realizing that you can respond to fear rather than being paralyzed by it diminishes the weight of that fear on you. And then as a final step, if you really want to come into full understanding of what that fear is meant to teach you, well, then choose an action to push through and realize through that that the fear does not have a permanent grip on you at all. That's certainly what moving to Europe taught me. Because when you push through something that is scary, when you do that, you will come out on the other side. And you'll not only have survived it, but you'll be stronger and closer to your potential than ever before. As you can tell, this fourth tool, these conversations with fear, they definitely require you to stop reaching and start digging. The other aspect that many of the above examples touch on directly or indirectly is the role that other people can play in your transformation journey. Whether it's a conversation like the one I had in the Lower East Side, or an introduction like I had in front of all those CEOs, or a mentor who really encourages you to try new things and get out of your comfort zone, you do not need to stop reaching and start digging all on your own. Often, I have found that those around us who really love us are more aware of our potential than we are. They can see us better than we see ourselves. We are so often the last ones to fully see our own greatness. So allowing our fans to elevate us can expand our ability to benefit from their perspective. Just make sure that what they're offering you is coming from a place of encouragement rather than criticism. So this fifth tool, how do you do this? You surround yourself with people who love and care for you and are already relating with your biggest future self. And you'll know who those people are because just being around them brings out the best sides of you and makes you feel your best. Ask them to describe specifically what is it they see in you, your superpowers, your abilities, and then use what they share with you, that knowledge about it, to amplify those qualities as well as dig into what's holding you back from fully seeing that yourself. When it comes to reaching your potential, stop reaching and start digging. And of the endless paths that you can take to do that, the five that I've explored with you here today are the following. One, step out of your comfort zone and try new things. Two, shift from a fixed to growth mindset by focusing on your internal motivators rather than external approval. Three, embrace challenges to discover your real strengths. The fourth one, List down your fears, uncover what really worries you, and push through with courageous acts. And finally, the fifth one, surround yourself with people who see more of your potential than you do and benefit from their support in your journey. Your full potential lies inside you right now. All you got to do to find it is stop reaching and start digging. You've been listening to the You Are What You Think podcast, a podcast dedicated to you living your best life by exploring the naked truths for how to thrive, not just survive. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out some of my other episodes and please subscribe to find out about new ones. You can also find me on Instagram as well as my website, DanielLudovic.com. Subscribe on those platforms for daily content 
inspiration, and the latest schedule for my live workshops and classes. Wishing you a wonderful day and see you soon.